Let's go. Hey, we won. Um, what's going on, everybody? It is Chris with Scream Time yeah. Podcast. Alongside, as always, is Mr. Eddie mm. T. What's going on there, bud? Oh, I'm doing good, man. It's a bit tired. <clears throat> man, mm. I understand that tired. Not much, not much slight. Ah. Not much slight, that's not. I can understand mm. that. Um, so we're yeah. back mm. with the Nightfall Serial yeah. Killer Chronicles. This time yeah, we're... we got we got. Go ahead. This time we're we going. Got an to... old one. Okay, London. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, World War Two era and just after the war. Ah. Little guy with glasses called uh, John Reginald Christo. Yes. Ted Riddington place. Yeah. Which you mm-hmm. know. It was all. It was also made into a movie with the late Richard Attenborough. Yes, and and John Hurt. Yeah, the light John Hurt. Yes. Yeah. Photos. Hmm. And the facts about the film, I think if I'm correct, it was actually filmed in Riddington Place before we got bulldozed. Oh, yeah. really? They actually got permission to film in the street. Wow. Just mm-hmm. the street. Exactly. I don't know if they were in the house. It looked like there was, but that could have been a set. That, I, I mean... Taking mm. on mm. with it being mm. the gruesome, heinous acts that Christie did, mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they would let him. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't an ongoing crime scene then when the film was mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. there again. He was, long, he was long dead at that point. He'd already been hung. Yeah. But there mm-hmm. again, it bad yeah. juju, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Richard Attenborough mm-hmm. and John Hurd didn't want to yeah. get yeah. entangled in yeah. Christie's bad juju yeah. that's in that house or that flat. Yeah. Um, so as always, yeah. um, we're mm-hmm. going to kick us off. You know, you know more a little bit more about the the case than I do, since it is over in yeah. your neck of the woods. Mm. Uh, kind of. Well, kind of. Hundred over a hundred miles south. Well, well, still, I mean, (laughs) most people would say uh, UK, Mm. everybody's Mm. close to one another, and which is Mm. not true. We we know that. Mm. No. So. No. But um, Mm. the United. We're not. We're not that small an island. We're not that small. We got sixty-six million people. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So, and you know, we we Mm. can't forget about Mm. our humble. Uh, podcasting formats, Anchor, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Specs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, all mm. of them, really. There's a lot to uh, go through, but we're not going to do mm-hmm. that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Eddie? Yeah. Let's kick it off there, yeah. bud. Yeah. Right then, here we go. John Reginald Christo was raised in Halifax, then in the West Riding of Yorkshire, he was abused by his father and dominated by his mother and sisters. At the age of eight, Christie was witness to the open coffin of his grandfather. And Christie won a scholarship to Halifax Secondary School when he was 11. Hmm. Yeah, he excelled at maths and algebra and he was skilled at detailed work. 
It was lighter found out. He had an IQ of 128. He was extremely brainy. Uh, yeah. IQ of 128. Mm. I guess what you said, Halifax, no. correct? Halifax, North, North Yorkshire, way, North England. Okay, so is is that like mm. an esteemed, really uh, esteemed um, school mm. or? No, no, it's just a regular state-run school. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it was like mm. a state. It's not, one of the, it's, not, it's not like Oxford and Cambridge and all that. That's it's what I was about to ask. Is, is it like Oxford and Cambridge mm. and, you know. Okay. Nah. It's nah. not not that horty-torty. Christy what? Christy weren't posh. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. Daddy didn't drive a Bentley. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, he sang in the choir and he became a scout. But he was unpopular with the fellow pupils. And when he left school in 1913, Christie became an assistant movie projectionist back in the early cinemas. Hmm. He was a projector. Oh. He was one of the guys that put, spanned the reels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or as we call and here when in the he States, spillers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he reached puberty... He had already associated sex with death, dominance and violent aggression, rendering him, him impotent unless in complete control. That's the operative's words with him. Control. Well, I mean, control. control. So, mm -hmm. so he wanted that control just to yeah. make himself feel adequate towards the the opposite play. sex and play god play god okay mm. well i mean most serial killers mm. try to play god mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. they have to have yep. some means mm -hmm. of uh prior yeah yeah domination or you know manipulation by mm -hmm. family members uh so they feel yeah. sexually adequate yeah that's just yeah, and he, um, his first attempts at sex were failures. They branded him as Reggie No Dick and can't do it, Christy. That's what they called him behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie yeah. No Dick and yeah. can't do it, Christy. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. And that was throughout his teenagers. He was also a hypochondriac. And hysteric and often exaggerated or feigned illness as a ploy to get attention. Hmm. And eventually Christie enlisted as a signalman in World War One, during which he was hospitalized after a, a mustard gas attack. And he claimed to have been blinded. No record of his blindness exists. However, in Ten Reddington Place, author Ludovic Kennedy wrote that Christie exaggerated his blindness as well as the three-year period afterwards in which he was mute. Yeah. And oh. eventually he married 20-year-old Ethel Waddington mm -hmm. from Sheffield on May the 10th, 1920. It was a dysfunctional union as Christie was impotent with her and frequented prostitutes. Yeah. And friends and neighbours gossiped that she stayed with him out of fear. They separated after four years and Christy moved to London and Ethel lived with relatives. 
And over the next 10 years, Christie was convicted for many petty criminal offences. These included three months imprisonment for stealing postal orders while working as a postman on April the 12th, 1921. Nine months in Oxbridge jail in September 1924 for theft. Six months hard labour for assaulting a prostitute with whom he was living in, in Battersea with. Battersea is an area of London. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in May, that was in May 29. And the three months in prison at prison in 33 for stealing a car from a priest who had befriended him. Whoa. Anyway, uh, yeah, and Christie and his wife reconcil reconciled after his release in November 1933. He did not reform. However, he continued to seek out prostitutes to relieve his increasingly violent sexual urges, which included necrophilia. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, we're not going to no. we're not going to go into the details of necrophilia. Most people know what that no. is. Uh, it is mm -hmm. very sick. Yeah. Um, it's burying a stiff river shovel. There you yeah. go. I was waiting for that term. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. You know, obviously, he mm -hmm. didn't become one with the Lord if he's still in a priest's car. Mm, true. I, I yeah. mean, yeah, JJ. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ is waiting at the bus stop as well. Yeah, you drive past him. Yeah, damn. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, he wasn't one with the Lord and he wasn't one with himself, should we say? No. He, yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, mm. Richard Attenborough, mm. he hit. Good actor. He hit mm. uh, Christie. Mm. Like a team. Scary how he played him. I know. And he, he looked just mm. like him. He did. I mean, did. even though we all know that's the young Richard Attenborough. But yeah, he had to have his hair shaved <laughs> off and all this. I don't think it ever it. grew back, though. Mm. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> True. Yeah. Anyway, December 1938. Christie and his wife moved onto the ground floor apartments of 10 Rillington Place. This is the scene of the crimes. Oh. He was the landlord of these, they, this, this house. There was like two or three flats mm -hmm. above it, above him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where it all happened. Yeah. Yeah, and that was in the uh, Ladbrook Grove neighbourhood of Not London's famous Notting Hill. Yep. That's where they hold the world famous carnival. Oh. Yeah, the Notting Hill Carnival. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and on the outbreak of World War II, he applied to join the police force and he was accepted and he was assigned to Harrow Road Police Station. Christie began an affair with a woman working at the police station whose husband was a serving soldier. The relationship lasted until December 43 when he resigned. The husband caught them in bed and beat the shit out of Christo. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the first person Christo ever admitted to killing was Ruth First, whom he impulsively strangled during sex in August 1943. In October 44, he murdered a work colleague, Muriel Amelia Eder. Mm-hmm. 
by promising to cure her bronchitis with a special mixture I had concocted, which used domestic gas which contained carbon monoxide that would render a person unconscious. Yeah. And once that when Ed was knocked out, Christy choked her to death with and raped her post mortem. Christy buried both first and Edie in the building's communal garden. Yes. Yeah, that was just the start of it. Which yeah. was directly you know, from the wash house. Um, yeah, in the garden. Yes. It was only a small garden, but it yep. was overlooked by the houses outside. Yep. Mm. And you guarantee you did that late at night. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. there again, mm. you got to think. I mean... <clears throat> There was a lot of eyes, weren't they? It was 1943. The war was still going. Yeah, there, there's going to yeah. be definitely mm. a lot of eyes. Because, I mean, yeah, especially in London. Yeah, mm. get you taken on mm. the war and everything. So, you, mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there was going to be a lot of eyes. Mm. So, exactly, man. Yeah, he had to have done another yeah. cover. Yeah, tonight. yeah, and eventually, uh. Timothy Evans and his pregnant wife, Beryl. Timothy Evans was in a... I think you would have called him a guy that rode the short bus. Ah, yeah. yeah. He was from South Wales. Yeah, he was very... Not so bright upstairs. Okay, it, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah he, but he, he was he, in a kind-hearted guy. Yeah, he, I he mean... Got, Christy basically set him up for the crime. He got wrongfully hung and he was pardoned years after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they released all the charges against him. So, I mean... Decades, though. Yeah, he he wasn't, he wasn't mm. all there upstairs, but he was a very uh, nice, polite individual. Yeah, he was easily led. Okay. He was very easily led. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a shame what happened to the girl. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, they moved into the top four flat of Tenrington Place in April 48. On October the 10th, mm -hmm. Beryl gave birth to a daughter whom they named Geraldine, who was also incidentally the youngest victim. She was only 15 months old. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, 15 months. Mm-mm. And in November 49, Beryl Evans found out she was pregnant again and feared she could not afford another child. Evans later told police that Christie promised the couple he could have bought the baby. Yeah. Wow. And Ludovic Kennedy, he was like a true crime author. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's, quite, he's quite famous. He was, he was the one expert on Christie. He was, you know, everything. Ah. Yeah, to do with him. Yeah, he, he died years ago, the author, but he, the book's still read to this day. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote in his book on November the 8th, Christy used his special gas to incapacitate Beryl, whom he strangled and raped post-mortem. And when Timothy Evans returned from work that night, Christy told him that Beryl had died during the procedure. And that they had to hide the body as abortion was illegal in England at the time. Yeah. So wow. it's basically, you've got to hide your wife or you're going to prison and you're going to get hung. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he went along with Christa. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the kind of guy Christie was. Damn. Yeah. Right very to the end. Very manipulative. Uh, very, yeah. in a yeah. way, trustworthy uh, to unsuspecting yeah. people that moved in. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. trusted him. Yeah, plus I know he was a copper, police officer during the war and all that. Yeah, so there yeah. again, you got that, that mm -hmm. bigger trust uh, area mm -hmm. because him being yeah. a former police officer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Phew. Mm -mm. I yeah. don't know. They're, they're yeah. uh, looking at the picture of Christy, mm. they're... Mm. I mean, you can't sit there and say, hey, it's trustworthy. But note, in mm -hmm. those times, I mean, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's just... It kind of looks like an evil little gnome. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. I can see it, because he does mm. have some weird-looking ears. Looks like some he weird could, eyes as well. It looks like he could pick mm. up a satellite radio with the mirrors. Yeah. I tell yeah, you, if you probably wrong. polish his chrome a little bit, he probably could. Pick, yeah. p pick up yeah, satellite radio from Norway or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, good for bouncing, mate. Sunbeams. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, anyway, Christy then convinced Evans to stay with a relative in Wales Oof. and leave Geraldine in his care. That was the Bible. Ah. Yeah. Evans later said he returned to the apartment several times to ask about Geraldine. Mm -hmm. But Christy had refused to let him even see her. Yeah. In other words, Christy knew the baby was dead. Whoa. At that time. Yeah. Killed by him. Yeah. 15 months old. That that That's a sick mm. individual. I mean, yeah, everybody just... that we talk about... Mm. Uh, you know, serial mm. killer wise, yeah. you know, they're all yeah. sick individuals. Yeah. But taking mm. a yeah young baby, an innocent kid, yeah, an innocent mm. kid's life. Yeah. Yeah. At fifteen months, mm -hmm. that's yeah. yeah, dude, that that right there yeah. is that man is sick mm. as sick can get. Exactly. Very sick. I mean, I'm, sick I'm sorry. Man. But mm. it's yeah. just, yeah, yeah. Oof, I don't even want to think about it. Oh no, oh no, I don't bear thinking about it, does it? Mm -mm. Yeah, but on November the thirtieth, nineteen forty-nine, Evans went to the police in Murphy Tidfield. That's in Wales, South Wales. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and said he had accidentally killed Beryl. Or giving her something contained in a bottle that a man had given him to help her abort her unborn baby, and then disposing of her body in a sewer drain. He, he told police that after arranging for Geraldine to be locked after he'd gone to Wales. So when the police examined the drain outside the front of the building, however, they found nothing. And furthermore, discovered that the manhole cover required the combined strength of three police officers in order to remove it. Back then, they were heavy. Yeah, the things in the in, in the road. Yeah, the the yeah, manhole were really covers, heavy yeah. in them. Yeah, yeah, they were heavy in the day. No, I mean yeah. even even to this day, yeah. manhole covers are still quite heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. 
Yeah. And when the right questioned him, Evans said that Christie had offered to provide an abortion for Beryl. He'd returned home from work on November the 8th to find Beryl dead. He said Christie then disposed of the body and made arrangements for some people to look after Geraldine while Evans lay low. During a search of Tenrillington Place on December the 2nd, 1949, the police found the bodies of Beryl and Geraldine. Evans, hit, Evans had hidden in the wash house in the back garden. Both had been strangled. But when Evans was shown the clothing taken from the bodies of his wife and child, he was also asked whether he was responsible for their deaths. This was according to Evans' statement, the first occasion in which he, he was informed that his baby daughter had been killed. And Evans, according to Ludovic Kennedy, said yes, yes. He then confessed to having strangled Beryl during an argument over debts and strangling Geraldine two days later, after which he left for Wales. Whoa. And this confession, along with others, contradictory statements Evans made during the police interrogation, it's often cited as proof of his guilt. Although Ludovic Kennedy says his interrogation was worded by investigating officers and carried out over the course of late evening and early morning hours to the physical and emotional detriment of the accused. Yeah. So basically, Evans was very tired. Yeah. Yeah. From lack of sleep, and the police kept him awake because of the way they were questioning him in them days. He basically confessed to anything. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. if Christy mm -hmm. could could get him mm -hmm. to yeah. easily, you know, as, as easy mm -hmm. as Christy, that's what I'm trying to say anyways, as easy as Christy yeah. was to manipulate mm -hmm. him, uh, yeah, that's nice. there again, it's going to be very easy for the police department yeah. uh, mm -hmm. to manipulate yeah. him. Even going off of yeah. little, very little sleep. That's it. And yeah. I mean, that's it. <sighs> mm. That just yeah. shows you mm. how mm -hmm. serious this is because you look at it and you realize, okay, this dude and has mm -hmm. these issues and these problems, but yeah. it wasn't really thought of at the time. No. Um, no, no. He was probably all on the autistic spectrum, something like that. But it weren't recognised back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... But it was and it wasn't. Mm. Yeah. I mean, because mm. it could be construed as several different ways, you know, and several different mm -hmm. things. Um, yeah. His issue. That's it. But... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and Evans later recanted his testimony, and the case went to trial, which began on January the 11th, 1950. Christie was a key witness for the prosecution. Yeah. Christie was testifying against Evans in really? court. Plus, he was an ex-police officer. He knew all the way the courts worked and everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
so he could manipulate the course. Now, yeah. now it would have been the same court that every other serial killer really faced over there, and that was the the old Bailey. Yeah, the old Bailey. Yeah, it's well famous. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. there again with him being especially, that ex- especially court number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which you'll learn That's all it. about court yeah. number one if you go back and yeah. listen to. The mm-hmm. um, Dennis Nielsen, uh, yeah, Fred it, and Rose yeah. West. Although, although, no, I think they were tried in um, Gloucestershire. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah. The Moors? Anyway, it was. Um, uh, they were. Yeah. So. Yeah. The Moors yeah. murders mm-hmm. and. Uh, Dennis Nielsen, yeah. you go back and listen to those. Yeah. We mentioned yeah. the old Bailey and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as I said, he was a witness for the prosecution and he was instrumental in Evans being found guilty two days later. The jury took only 40 minutes to come to the decision. After a failed appeal on February the 20th, Evans was hanged on March the 9th, 1950. Yeah. Yeah. It's wrongfully hung. Yeah. That, yeah. That, he'd, that, never, he'd never done it. He never did it. Never. After, mm-hmm. re, you know, they, they mm-hmm. even recant his testimony. Yeah. Yeah. After That's the it. recant testimony, they still found him mm-hmm. guilty. Mm-hmm. That's oh. it. Yeah. 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 Then, uh, and after Timothy Evans was hung, then Christie was fired from his job from the post office savings bank, which he'd held for the previous four years due to the disclosure of his previous criminal offences at Evans' trial. Uh, he sank into deep depression and lost 28 pounds. He remained unemployed until August 1950, when he found a clerical position with British Road Transport Services. He stayed there until December the 6th, when he suddenly resigned. Christie claimed to his boss and to his neighbours that he'd found a job with better prospects in Sheffield. And that he'd be leaving London to move there with his wife early in the new year. When his wife disappeared, that was Beryl. He claimed he'd already moved and that he wouldn't he would be following on soon. In fact, Christie had murdered his wife in bed on the morning of December December the fourteenth, nineteen fifty two. She was last seen alive two days earlier. The day after he murdered his wife, he altered the date of a letter she had written on the 10th to the 15th, explaining that Heffel had no envelopes, so he sent the letter from work. On December the 16th, he took his wife's reading ring to a jewellery shop and sold it. That shows you the type of guy he was. Yeah. Yeah. He killed his wife and sold the wedding ring. (laughs) Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That dude, yeah, I mean, has of no. course had no remorse, um, no, and no. you know, just to just to take the wedding band and sell it, mm. wow. Mm-hmm. After, mm-hmm. yeah, after killing yep. your wife, 
That right there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And a week after that, he sold her watch in the Reading Band, as I said. And he kept writing letters to her sister in Sheffield up to early January, claiming that rheumatism had prevented her from writing. And on January, January the 8th, 53, Christie sold most of his furniture. That's true, because in the film, Tenrinnington Place, you see his living room. It's just mm. floorboards. Yeah. Yeah. The carpet's gone, the furniture's gone. Yeah. 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 That's what had happened. Yeah. But he kept three chairs, a kitchen table and a mattress to sleep on. On February the 22nd, he forged his wife's signature on her bank account and emptied it. After early February, Christie no longer bothered to answer the letters from relatives inquiring about his wife. And between January the 19th and March the 6th, 53, Christie murdered three more women he'd invited back to Tenrinnington Place. Kathleen Maloney from Southampton, Rita Nelson and Hectorina McLennan. Christie claimed that McLennan was, had wandered off and kept up the pretense for two weeks, asking her boyfriend, Alex Baker, how she was. Baker presumed she'd gone back to her native Scotland. And then Christie moved out of 10 Rillington Place on March the 20th, 53. Mm -hmm. He defrauded a couple who took up residence by taking £7 from them. £7 was a lot of money back then. Yeah. Not lights of life. No. No. It was a lot of money to the average guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back then. So, he, I mean, he basically, yeah. I mean, he, even though he had moved out, mm. he had taken advantage. Yeah, he's a confidence trickster and all that. Yeah, that, yeah. that obviously yeah. uh, mm -hmm. should have yeah. set off red flags anyways. Exactly. Yeah, it would have today. Well, today, yeah, yeah but now, uh, you know, you look at yeah. it, then yeah. it, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, he took £7 from her, and although he was not authorised by the landlord of the property to do so, they were forced to move out within 24 hours. The day he left Rillington Place, Christie booked a room at the King's Cross Roughton Houses under his royal name and address. He asked for seven nights but only stayed for four. Leaving on March the 24th, 53. A few days later, a new tenant discovered the bodies hidden in a wallpapered over a coal cellar in the kitchen. Yeah. That was a young black couple. They were just not long moved over here. It was the first house. Ah. Oh. Yeah. They got a young black guy and his wife. Yeah. And they, you watch the movie at the end of it. You see him moving in and they heard the wife's like... Can you smell that? And they heard the husband go straight to this cupboard. You just see him... Does that down the wallpaper and then there's a door there. Oh. And then he rips it open. And that's where the bodies are. Yeah. 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 I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. imagine. Uh, we will add mm -hmm. inserts. Uh, that's it. To this. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. 
you know, someone yeah. moving in and then finding uh, yeah. said, yeah. Uh, you know, decomposing yeah. body. Yeah, because yeah, the young black guy was horrified. Oh, I would be too. I mean, that's just... Yeah. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh -huh. He was no. horrified. Yeah. 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 That's it. Anyway, uh, pathological tests later revealed carbon monoxide in their bodies. He called the police and a nationwide manhunt ensued on March the 25th. Three days later, Christie telephoned the news of the World newspaper and arranged to meet a reporter, offering an exclusive interview. He said he would allow himself to be handed over to the police in exchange. The meeting never took place because Christie was frightened by the arrival of two policemen as he waited to meet the reporter. Ah. And after he left Routon House, Christie was wandering all over London, sleeping on park benches at night. The search room ended on the morning of March the 31st when he was arrested near the embankment at Putney Bridge after being challenged about his ID by a policeman. That's the very ending of the movie. Yep. Yeah. The police officer says, take your hat off. And he said, why? He said, I told you, take your hat off. I'm telling you. So he took it off and he just looks at me and he went, you're John Reginald Christo. And that's it, then it was over. Yep. There's one police officer that was just doing his bit. Yep. Come across him by accident. Yep. Yep. That's when it all unraveled. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And anyway, when asked about what his name and address were, he said John Waddington, 35 Westbourne Grove. He was then asked to remove his hat. The policeman recognised him and asked, You are Christie, aren't you? Christie confirmed he was. When arrested, he had with him his ID card, a ration book from the war, his union card, an ambulance badge, and an old newspaper clipping about the remand of Timothy Evans. He basically kept a newspaper clipping still with him being inside. Ah. Yeah. Like a trophy. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's it. And the next day, he was charged with his wife's murder. On April the 15th, he was charged with murdering the three prostitutes. Whilst in prison, Christie confessed to murdering all the women found in the cellar, as well as Beryl Evans. He never admitted to killing Geraldine Evans, the baby. That's the one he never, ever confessed to. Wow. Yeah. He never confessed to it. You you would figure, yeah. I mean, okay, you're mm. caught. Uh, you're mm. already giving yourself up on all the other murders and crimes. So why not yeah. give yourself up over mm. the, mm. the little child mm. that you, you know, you yeah. took yeah. off this planet? Even but yeah, even back then, if you was a child murderer, you would have got your ass kicked in prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the 1950s. And you yeah. look at Christie anyways, yeah. I don't think he would have lasted long anyways. Yeah. No, he wouldn't. Not back then. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, he never admitted to that. But he was interviewed after the trial by John Scott Henderson, QC, the recorder of Portsmouth. 
who had been placed in charge of an inquiry into the case by David Maxwell Fife, the serving Home Secretary at the time. Christie's trial began on June the 22nd, 53, in the same court where Evans had been tried. Ooh. He was in the same court where Evans was found guilty and her sentenced to death. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was on trial solely for the murder of his wife. Christie hmm. pleaded insanity and claimed to have had a poor memory of the events. The jury rejected the plea and after 22 minutes found him guilty of murdering his wife. On June the 29th, Christie said he would not appeal against the death sentence. And Fife said on July the 13th that he would not grant a reprieve because there was no physical or psychological grounds for doing so. Some MPs tried to postpone the execution so that Christie could talk more about the earlier murders, but Maxwell Fife refused to grant this. Christie himself refused in the final days of his life to meet MPs in his cell. Yeah. He was hanged by Albert Pierrepoint. He's one of the most famous hangmen in history. He, 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 he hung most of the senior Nazis at Nuremberg. Dang. Yeah. That is three generations of hangmen. <whistles> yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. Look his name up. Yeah. Pierrepoint, exactly. the hangman. Yeah. There's three of them. Yeah. And he took one murder. One of his one of his victims to end his career is a woman, the last woman that was ever hung over her. Oh. A lady called Ruth Ellis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She was the last person actually hung in Britain. Dang. Yeah. 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 yeah, as I said, he was hung by Albert Pierre Point at Pentonville Prison on the same gallows that Heavens had hung on. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. At least with Pierre Point, even if you was guilty or innocent, it was going to be quick. Yeah. Yeah, he was dead instantly. He was that good at the job. Oh, yeah. He was that good. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, while Christie neither confessed to nor was convicted of killing Geraldine, the baby. Yeah. Public opinion is still widely considered him guilty, casting doubts onto the fairness of Evans' trial and execution. To date, there exists no definitive evidence to prove or disprove Evans' innocence or Christie's guilt in Geraldine's murder. Although the Braving Inquiry conducted during 1965 and 66 concluded that Evans had probably killed his wife, mm. but not his daughter. Timothy Evans was granted a post-Germous pardon in 1966. They pardoned him and removed all charges after his death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. Right, I mean, he should have been pardoned, period. You know... There again, yeah. Like you said, it's a yeah. wrongful hanging. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Wrongful. 
Yeah. I mean, they should have got a sentence, yeah, maybe, yeah. But that would have been like the murder. He would have been 18, 18 years, all this. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't he did deserve to be hung for what he did. No. Mm. No. No. Well, yeah, but anyway, uh, in 1970, mm -hmm. the movie Tenring in some place was released mm -hmm. based largely on Kennedy's book. It starred Richard Attenborough's Christine, John Hurt as Timothy Evans. Yep. Parts of the film were shot in Riddington Place itself. Renamed Ruston close after Christie's execution, using a similar neighbouring gaslit property. Shortly before the entire street was cleared for redevelopment, the street now completely redeveloped as a garden area in the space where the building of number 10 should be. 10 rust and close being a ground floor flat to the right of that garden. And the protagonist of the 2004 novel 13 Steps Down by Ruth Rendell is obsessed with Christo, going as far as to refer to him as Reggie in his head. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. so... The way you put everything and the way we, we do everything, um, mm. you have, yep. of course, your means, mm -hmm. your motives, and, yep. you know, do you justify this man? Well, justify him being hung. Yeah. Christo. Christo. Um, yeah. Not, not Evans. Yeah, I don't think he killed his wife. I think Christie did it. Um, Christy. For that, the... Evans did not have the... He did it. He weren't intelligent enough. No. He didn't. No, Christie was the uh, the executioner. Oh, yeah. yeah. Christie Christy. is the one that, you know, yeah. manipulated and Evan, ran. Yeah. Yeah. Evans helped, helped him hide the body. That's probably as far as it went. Yeah. Yeah. And there and he again, he probably did show mm -hmm. a little bit of uh, mm. remorse for even yeah. doing that. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is for everyone else to decide on this. Um, you know, That's it. as, as yeah, far yeah. as do it's you... Whatever. It's, what, it's whatever the people think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only people who knows, they're long gone. Yes. Mm. Long gone. That is true. Mm. So, yeah. this has been enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's no takeaways if, for this. Um, no. You know, we've got a lot more no. stuff coming in the next few days. Mm -hmm. um, that we have. That we have. So, we've got more of the... Mm mobbed Wednesdays mm -hmm. or whatever we're going to be calling yeah. it. Um, the mobbed mm -hmm. days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, more That's serial it. killers and more haunted places. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have. Mm. So and if anyone, if anyone uh, gets the chance, hunt down the Richard Attenborough film, 10 Rillington yes. Plus. It is a phenomenal yeah, it's film. It is. It is. It is. It's a dark movie, though. Yes. 
it's slow moving, but you've got to remember the time, the time when it was set. Yeah. Just after the war and during the war. Yes. Yeah. Mm. The days of blackouts. Mm. Mm. That is true. Yeah. Okay. So. Worth watching. And I mean, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, this is the mm. end of That's this it. episode. Hope yeah. you people enjoyed. Uh, all, if folks. you have any. Mm serial killers in mind for us to mm -hmm. uh cover in the, in our next serial killer chronicles let us know you can tell us what country where they're from yeah yeah mm, we can look into it um and mm -hmm. you will get a shout out for coming up with this idea uh if you have a haunted location a historical haunted location it is you want us to cover Eddie, so you know, Joe. Exactly. So. Yo. Yo. And... You there. Yo. <laughs> and you. Yo. So and... it's my imaginary friends. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any kind words uh... to say for this closer? Uh. Be good to each other. Yeah. Well said Be on calling. that one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because in this day and age, we need kindness. Yeah. And Especially those days. Yes. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you That's know, it. if yeah. you ain't got nothing good to say, don't mm. say it at all. And remember, exactly. if someone is having exactly. a bad day, put a smile on up. the face and pick them up. Mm. Give them a hug. Yeah. Even if you don't know them, mm. hug goes a long way. Mm. Don't do anything else. Mm. No. So, mm. until next time, Yeah. thank you for all listening. And yeah. we yeah. will see Thanks, you folks. in the next one. That we will. Like is folks. Thanks for showing you. Bye. Nice.